glad you've joined us today because while we will have a short update on COVID and return to the workplace, we'll be devoting the rest of this chat to recognizing our service award honorees. So just a few reminders, as always, please keep your audio muted so everyone can hear the ceremony. Due to our ceremony, we won't be having time for questions today. So if you have one you need answered, please post it on the UTIA coronavirus website. You'll also find a recording of this session on that site, and you can find the link on our homepage at utia.tennessee.edu. So we'll be starting our ceremony in just a minute, but first, Tim, would you like to give us an update on COVID and our plans for returning to the workplace? Yeah, sure will, and good morning, everyone. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Slightly different time frame, I know, and probably fouled up some schedules, but uh, appreciate everybody uh, being with us today to help celebrate uh, so just, just a quick update, and I'm, I'm not even going to run through slides this morning because you would think I was a broken record. Uh, we're, where we're at now is right, right where we were uh, last week, the week before that, the week before that, the month before that. We're really uh, still in a very solid place. So uh, very, very few cases uh, uh, active uh, across the university. Uh, at this point in time, I'm not aware of any active uh, positive cases in the Institute of Agriculture. We've got uh, uh, four individuals uh, listed as being in quarantine or isolation at the moment uh, across the Institute, and that's really uh, about the extent of it. So uh, I think we're doing very well, continue to do well, um, and uh, I think that, that bodes well for the future, obviously. I, I looked uh, statewide, our numbers are still, again, much the same. We're hovering around uh, uh, 900 cases or so per day. Uh, which uh, is a lot still, but uh, that's a level that we hadn't reached and uh, prior to uh, or previously uh, going all the way back to about July 1. So we're, we're almost back to where we were uh, early last summer, and that, that's a good thing. Uh, now, in, in terms of uh, what that means then, really we're, we're maintaining status quo in, ter in terms of our guidance. Uh, we're still following CDC guidance, and that largely has not changed. Uh, you can check and see there are some revisions that have been made if you've been fully vaccinated, as in either uh, the Johnson & Johnson or both of the uh, Moderna or Pfizer uh, vaccines. Uh, so there, there is a little bit more uh, leniency uh, for those that have been vaccinated. However, uh, across the country and certainly here in Tennessee, we're nowhere near um, you know 100% vaccination rates. So we do still have to continue to follow all the same practices that we have been following for so many months now, uh, washing hands, staying home when we're sick, wearing a mask, staying socially distant. Uh, we, we wanna stop the transmission of the, this disease. And while vaccines are one way, these other practices are another way. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to follow that. And then in terms of return to the workplace, uh, we're still looking at uh, June 1 as our target date. Uh, and we had a workshop uh, earlier this week with all of our uh, deans, directors, and department heads to help them to prepare for this. And they, in turn, are going to be reaching out if they haven't already to, uh, to each of our employees across the state, because it's really hard to, to have a one-size-fits-all approach here. We want to have everybody back in the workplace, no doubt about that, but we also want to be smart about it. Some of our workplaces may still not be in a 
in a physical uh, setup that enable uh, everyone to be back. So we may still have to have some folks on rotational type staffing or staggered staffing. Uh, and then we also want to uh, consider those uh, potential roles that uh, have been perhaps even more productive working remotely. And if that's the case, uh, we wanna work with, uh, with employees to determine going forward, is, is returning to the workplace really the best uh, for the institution and for the employee? So uh, we'll be uh, having those uh, conversations as well. Uh, so I, all, all told, I think we're, we're in a great place. We got several weeks to really begin uh, ramping up, if you will, uh, returning to the workplace. And we've got uh, some tools and resources out there uh, for our uh, supervisors to use as we shift from um, you know, a large, large percentage of our workforce being remote to a large, large percentage of our workforce uh, being back in the workplace. So uh, look for a communication from your supervisor or reach out to your supervisor if, if uh, you haven't done so already and let's make plans uh, for getting back into the workplace or for making uh, more indefinite type plans uh, for uh, working remotely uh, going forward. Great, thanks Tim for that update. So um, this is part of the chat that I'll be honest, I'm not particularly happy about, but um, I do think we would be remiss today if we didn't give Dr. Cross a few minutes to share some thoughts with you regarding an announcement uh, that he made last week. So Tim. Well, thanks. And I, I don't want this in any way to take away from our celebration. And in fact, uh, to some extent, the folks we're recognizing today uh, are among those who enabled me to make the announcement that I did. Uh, as, as most of you know, I, I announced a plan to retire effective August 31st, uh, which is uh, a little under four months from now. Uh, and I did that really based on the fact that uh, I feel like uh, the, the Institute is really in a great place uh, currently. Uh, we've got a, a, an outstanding group of leaders. And when I say that, you know, certainly the first thing I think about is our deans and our executive committee members. But I can look across the Institute and say that about a number of faculty and a number of staff, even students who uh, have really uh, grown and taken on leadership roles. Uh, we're seeing, I think, uh, as being much more visible nationally and even internationally uh, due to the leadership uh, that, that occurs all throughout the Institute. So I feel like uh, the Institute's in great hands. It's, it's at a good place. Uh, we've got uh, a very positive budget for the coming year, uh, coming fiscal year. Uh, we've got uh, some major capital projects underway that are really gonna be a, a positive transformation for our campus. We've got capital maintenance funding that'll help us uh, also to keep our off-campus uh, facilities uh, really in top shape. There's uh, any number of positive initiatives underway, things like One Health, uh, things like uh, the, the rural mental health uh, work being done in extension. Uh, the, uh, the College of Veterinary Medicine is preparing for a two, uh, an accreditation review here in a couple of years. And I know that we're, we're in, in great shape for that review as well. So I, I could go on and on, but uh, long story short, the time is right. Uh, I've been planning for this for 40 years. I surprised everybody when I announced that my planning was complete, but, uh, but here we are. And uh, uh, as I've also told many folks, the most difficult part of this decision is, is the people I work with. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to leave the job. I'm not ready to leave the people. 
And uh, that'll be true up until, uh, you know, the, the day I die, honestly. Uh, it's been such, a, such an honor and pleasure. So I'm not going to make a big goodbye speech, but uh, just share a little bit uh, with you about my thinking, my logic, and my reasoning. Uh, and I have uh, just absolute confidence that uh, the, position, uh, the Institute is positioned uh, to continue on a very positive upward trajectory. Thank you, Tim. And I think I speak for many of us in appreciating um, the service that you've given to the Institute, the leadership that you have shown. And um, I know personally for myself and for many others that you will be missed uh, here at the Institute. So thank you. Well, thanks. And again, I, I really feel like uh, what, what we're about to do is just a great example of, of uh, all the good work happening in the Institute and the people that are making that good work happen. Well, with that said, I'm going to let you kick off our special ceremony today. Well, great. And uh, this, this is always a special time for me. Uh, and really, our, our annual service awards are uh, such a special event where we have an opportunity to really thank and recognize the dedication of our faculty and staff. It's, it's easy to take for granted the great work that takes place on campus and across the state. I think it's Good, though, to pause and take a few minutes just to say thanks to the individual people uh, that make that good work happen. So I'm, I'm regretful uh, in many ways that we're having yet another uh, event virtually, uh, but it certainly doesn't diminish in any way the good work that's, that's being done. It doesn't take away at all from, from the people uh, who do so much uh, to serve our students and our stakeholders all across the state. So the great news is you're not gonna to have to listen to me for another 30 minutes. Instead, you uh, have the opportunity to listen to Mr. Charles Denny from our marketing communication staff, who has agreed to once again, uh, read the citations for our honorees. So Charles, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Cross. Good morning, everybody. Uh, and congratulations certainly to all our service award people today. Uh, we'll begin with our 25 year people. Donna Bradley's up first. She is known as the 4-H lady in Hickman County and she likes that title. Donnie, Donna is also our county director there. She lists her greatest accomplishments as seeing her 4-Hers become successful as they grow up. Her kids have been involved in leadership Hickman County and character counts. And Donna is a leader in the ruler after school program. She's also worked with the County Fair Board, the Economic and Community Development Committee, and has been Hickman County's Citizen of the Year. Donna is also a past winner of the Carter Award. Hobbies include travel, pottery, and acting in community theater. Greg Breeden is with Plant Sciences and is a Weed Science Extension Assistant with our Turfgrass Management Program, a position he's held since 1996. Greg is responsible for managing all the turf grass weed science research projects for UTIA and is instrumental in the development of new turf grass extension and educational materials. He has a bachelor's and master's degree from UT in plant and soil science, and he and his wife have three children. Davine Brown is business manager in food science. She manages expenditures on all operating, gift, and sponsored project accounts and works with budget directors in Ag Research, Extension, and the Herbert College. Davine has been with Food Science since 96, and before that worked in UT Alumni Affairs. 
Memorable moments include picking up a faculty member at a tire store who was late for a meeting, days off with fellow workers at Dollywood, and selling all ball cheese. She and her husband have a son, and she enjoys taking pictures and scrapbooking her thousands of photos. Jimmy Hayes is a research and teaching veterinary technician supervisor in the small animal clinic at CVM and working out of our Johnson Animal Research and Teaching Unit, or JAR-2, just across the river. Jimmy has also spent time in small animal anesthesia and small animal surgery. He works with doctors and technicians and educates future vets and says he's honored to care for animals and return them to their owners and better health. One of his favorite memories, assisting in a root canal procedure for a polar bear at the Knoxville Zoo. He and his wife have a daughter. He loves camping, kayaking, and hiking, and he wears orange, or at least something that says UT, almost every day. You can find him on Twitter at BigOrangeGuy14. Chris Helton is a research coordinator for our Center for Renewable Carbon, working in the Material Science and Technology Unit and part of Forestry, Wildlife, and Fisheries. Previously, that department was known as the Forest Products Center, and when Chris joined in the 90s, there were just three people there. Today, there are some 40 faculty, staff, and students involved. When the center formed, Chris was a leader in the implementation of new equipment and facilities. He's a married family man and a proud sixth-generation Tennessean, tracing his lineage back to the 1600s in Appalachia, his heritage is Norwegian, English, and German. He likes hunting, fishing, American history, woodworking, and farming. Chris was also the lead organizer for the FWF Golf Tournament, a popular event every spring. Misty Henry is Client Services Specialist 3 in Hospital Operations for CVM. She's worked there all of her quarter century at UT. Misty says she's proud to be part of the UT family and blessed to have made so many friends over the years. She also takes pride in meeting people who love their pets as much as she loves hers. Misty and her husband have a teenage son. Tom Looney is Director of Advancement for the Institute. He's been with UT his whole career, working in the System Public Relations Office and Institute for Public Service. Tom's grandfather was an extension agent in Union and Scott counties and tutored a young 4-H'er by the name of Howard Baker. Tom fostered the relationship with Donnie Smith that led to the formation of the Smith International Center. He worked to establish the construction science program in Bess and is involved in projects with the UT Gardens. Past honors include Alpha Gamma Rho Hall of Fame, president of the downtown Knoxville Kiwanis Club and president of the Public Relations Society of America's Knoxville chapter. Hobbies include golf. Tom's a big left-hander who can kill it. He also has a personal best half marathon of about 90 minutes and enjoys board games and bouncing on a trampoline with his wife and daughters. And in his undergraduate days in the early 90s, Tom spent his fall Saturdays dressed up as Davy Crockett, the mascot at football games, and he still wears that costume at Ag Day. Karen Vale is an extension urban entomologist with entomology and plant pathology. She is our go-to expert on fire ants, termites, bed bugs, and she's inspected more than 4,000 buildings for bed bugs. And she was privy to observing the largest German cockroach infestation known to mankind. It did not happen in Germany, it happened here in Tennessee. 
Her teaching and research focus is urban integrated pest management, and her work benefits pest control companies, extension agents, master gardeners, and the public, including work at schools and childcare facilities. Karen has received awards for urban entomology and international awards in IPM, as well as the Excellence in Extension Award. Away from work, she enjoys hikes with her husband and dogs, wildflower and vegetable gardening, reading and travel abroad. And next are 30 year people. Tracy Carter is an IT administrator too at CBM, a computer systems specialist in hospital operations. She's also worked at the Medical Center in Pediatrics and for the University College of Social Work. At the vet school, Tracy works on everyone's computer, faculty and students. She spent 24 of her 30 years at CBM and enjoys working with faculty, staff and students and the family atmosphere. Tracy says the people accept the fact that you're human and have a life and family outside your job. And sometimes when those two conflict, the vet school people understand. She and her husband have two adult daughters. J.C. Dupree is director of the Lauderdale County UT Extension Office. He has a split assignment in ag and 4-H, as well as community economic development. J.C. grew up on a farm in Carroll County where his love of agriculture was born. He figured he'd farm his whole life, but then found Extension, what he calls the next best thing. He leads beef programs and forage demonstrations and also row crops and pesticide certification for producers. JC was also a leader in a commercial cannery in Ripley. Here people can their produce in an environment that promotes quality and food safety. JC has won the Darter Award. He enjoys weightlifting, hunting and fishing, playing the bass guitar, and time with his wife, daughter, and granddaughter. Charles Lambrecht is Computer Operations Manager for CVM. Responsibilities include managing networks and CVM's VolVet portal, as well as learning systems for students. Charles is a past winner of the Professional Academic Award and Moss Award. He's proud of CVM's growth over the years and IT being part of that. He and his wife have two young adult children and he enjoys building his own computers and hanging out with the family cat who likes to sit on keyboards. At one point, the cat figured out how to walk over the power button and turn it off. Charles fixed that power switch quickly. Kim Lane is an administrative specialist with the East Tennessee Research and Education Center. She served there 29 of 30 years and spent time in the UTK Chancellor's Office. Kim says a memorable moment was the welcome she received years ago when joining that staff. She was also among a group who helped an employee with a medical emergency, which may have been life-saving. Kim has received the Director's Award for Outstanding Service, an award from the UTK Commission for Women. She and her husband have three children, two grandchildren, and she enjoys woodworking, camping, and boating. And Kim admits she recently was having a hard time figuring out which side of her new car the gas tank was located on. She kept pulling in on the wrong side, until she figured out that backing in would put her in line with the pumps. I think we've all done that. Booker Lee is next, commercial horticulture agent in Shelby County. He's also a past county director in Tipton County and returned to Memphis in 2013 to lead the horticultural program. Before his extension career, Booker taught horticulture at Melrose High School in Memphis. He's hosted a TV program called What's Growing On on a local library channel the past 25 years. He's also a columnist for the Germantown newspaper, 
writing about gardening tips, and he started the Master Gardener program in Shelby County in 1995. Booker has also won many awards, including induction into his Alma Mater's Hall of Fame, Alcorn State University. He and his wife have been married 39 years, and they have a daughter. Booker enjoys playing cards, working out, and says in warm weather he cuts his grass at least twice a week. Sandy Lindsay has the tough job of keeping us safe and protected online. She's the Chief Information Security Officer for the Institute, working with people on campus and statewide, skilled in computer forensics, IT management, and data security. Sandy is the person issuing warnings about scams and other online traps that compromise our machines and our identity. She's also worked for the Ag Campus Business Office and the UTK Office for Research and Information Technology. Sandy has been honored as the UTSA Employee of the Year. Away from work, she has two real passions, cats and the New York Yankees. And she often has both on a slide in any PowerPoint she does. April Martin is an extension agent in DeKalb County and also worked in neighboring Smith County. April is one of the FCS leaders in the Mask of Love campaign during COVID. She helped coordinate volunteers who made more than 45,000 masks for healthcare workers and the public. Also, April recently obtained grant funding for a playground in Alexandria. She's been active with NEA FCS and TEA FCS, serving leadership roles there. Favorite programs include canning schools, girl talk, home buyer education, and 4-H judging teams. April earned her PhD in business administration from UT in 2013. She has two children and her hobbies fit what she teaches on the job, walking, weight training, and trying international recipes in the kitchen. Tom Mueller is a professor in plant sciences. His research areas are in pesticides, in soils, water, and the air, and the control of herbicide resistant weeds, including research here in weed control and no-till agriculture. Dr. Mueller grew up on a farm in Illinois. He earned degrees from the universities of Illinois, Kentucky, and Georgia, and worked some in the private sector before joining us. He's taught more than a thousand undergraduates and 200 grad students. He's also been named a fellow with the Weed Society of America and won that organization's Outstanding Young Scientist Award and the Research and Creative Achievement Award from UTK. He's also been the secretary treasurer of the Southern Weed Society and served on a US EPA scientific advisory board. Daniel Yoder is an associate, is assistant department head for biosystems engineering and soil science. His teaching and research focuses on storm, stormwater management with work to curb erosion and sediment loss. Dr. Yoder has been awarded the UTK Chancellor Citation for Extraordinary Service, awards for his work in soil and water conservation from USDA NRCS and the Moss and Thompson Awards. He's worked with students on projects like using tethered balloons to collect crop yield data and designing rollover protection devices for mowers. Dr. Yoder says the most enjoyable part of his job has been working with students, faculty, and colleagues. He's also had teaching and research assignments in New Zealand, part of a fellowship with Canterbury University. And our 35-year people are next. Up first, Steve Bloffenheim, Director of Services for UTIA, a position he's already held a decade. Before that, he spent 25 years in the systems 
uh, UT System's Office of Capital Projects. Steve has worked on more than 100 UT projects, including skyboxes at Neyland Stadium, the Aquatic Center, and libraries at Chattanooga and Martin. Here, the new Energy and Environmental Research Building is his latest project, replacing Ellington with the demolition going on down the hill from us. We had to move everyone from Ellington while this construction goes on, and Steve led another project, the construction of the Third Creek Building, where these folks will be temporarily housed. Steve and his wife have five children and three grandchildren. He enjoys paddleball games at T-Rex, snow skiing, water sports, and biking. He surfed in Hawaii and skied in Utah. And he says he purchased an off-road motorcycle in 2020 to help him deal with the COVID situation. Tim Woods is UT Extension Director for our McMinn County office, a role he's held since 1997. He's also worked in Monroe County and for our East Tennessee Research and Education Center. Tim started the McMinn County Beef College in 2000, a program that assists nearly 100 producers each year. He's also one of the main organizers of the Southeast Tennessee Beef Summit and helps farmers with marketing and a preconditioned feeder calf program. Tim is also working now with local government and other McMinn County partners on a new home for UT Extension in Athens. He's been honored with awards from TAAANS, the National Association of County Ag Agents, and the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association, as well as the Athens Lion Club, Lion of the Year, and Lion of the Decade. Away from work, he enjoys Old West history, as well as raising Australian shepherd dogs. He also likes traveling out west, and he and his wife have a daughter and three granddaughters. And Tim rode bulls professionally for three years in his 20s. I can't believe you don't still do that, Tim. Is that a young guy sport? I guess it is. Our 40-year honorees next. We have several of them. First up, Greg Blaylock, service supervisor and senior farm crew leader of the Plateau Research and Education Center. Greg has a lifetime of memories at our Crossville Station. His dad was the foreman. So Greg grew up there, living at the station as a kid. Today, Greg carries on that family tradition with research projects in cattle and row crop production, as well as horticulture and the Crossville UT Gardens. He works in data collection and functions as equipment operator, electrician, mechanic, and builder. Greg has been honored with the Moss Award for Ag Research and the Superintendent's Award. He's thankful for the time he's worked at UT and the relationships built with faculty while teaming together on countless research efforts. He and his wife have two sons and three grandchildren. Greg enjoys time at the lake with family. Barbara Campbell is conference coordinator and senior administrative services assistant at CVM. She's also worked for the College of Education in her time at UT. Barbara coordinates and schedules many conferences here on campus and conferences for CVM faculty to attend. And you can imagine how challenging that has been during COVID. She's worked closely with the administration to make certain important meetings are still happening virtually. Barbara was named Meeting Planner of the Year for 2014 and 2018 by the East Tennessee Meetings for Professionals. She and her husband have a daughter and she enjoys travel. Catherine Hance is Business Manager for Large Animal Clinical Sciences at CVM with 38 of her 40 years there. Colleagues have nicknamed Catherine the queen of multitasking. She oversees budgets and accounts, payroll and personnel. She's also worked for seven department heads and was instrumental in the administrative organization when the clinic was expanded. 
Catherine has been awarded the E.J. Chapman Honor and the Reed Service Award. She treasures the friendships formed here and says she can't imagine working anywhere else. Catherine enjoys hiking in the mountains, picnics, boating, and her flower garden, and trips to the beach. Charleston, Gulf Shores, and Destin are favorite getaways for Catherine and her husband. My old neighbor in Powell, Karen Johnson, is Senior Executive Assistant for UTIA Advancement. She worked 37 of her 40 years there and also spent time with the UT College of Education. Karen handles UT policies, mentors new employees, and has played key roles in fundraising campaigns. Her organizational skills have been critical in the growth of UTIA development the past few years. She's been honored with the E.J. Chapman Award in the past. Karen and her husband have two grown children, both UT graduates. Her daughter, Brittany, and my son, Sam, grew up together and graduated from Powell High School and UT. Let me also say, if you want to know how to navigate the UT system as a parent, Karen is your expert. She enjoys time with family, watching sports, and being in the mountains. Dave Kinser is a research associate for plant sciences with longtime service in UTIA's corn breeding project. He's also been involved in cereal grain breeding and weed science work and has basically been part of the UTIA family his whole life. Dave's father, Crockett Kinser, was also a corn breeder here, and Dave used to come here and help his dad. Dave also uses the same office and desk his dad used and worked here as a student and was later hired full-time in 1981. He's been involved in the development of plant breeds such as wheat and corn released to the public that are today used in commercial hybrid production. Dave says he's honored to carry on his family tradition of ag field research and enjoys mentoring students. He and his childhood sweetheart have been married nearly as long as Dave has worked here and they have a son, five dogs he says are spoiled rotten and he enjoys gardening and fishing from his yard, which is situated on Lake Loudon. He also tinkers with an antique Dodge Brothers touring car his grandfather bought in 1921, a 100-year-old car. John Teague is next, director of our Bedford County Extension Office, a position he's held for half his time at UTIA. John is known for work with cattle producers and has received awards from the Tennessee Cattlemen's Association and UT Student Cattlemen's Association. He's a bachelor's from UT in animal husbandry and a master's in extension education. Through the years, another source of pride for him has been his leadership with 4-H livestock judging teams. And he's judged more than 200 county, regional, state, and national livestock shows in six states and Bermuda. John also started the 4-H Meat Goat Project and was a leader in extension statewide water quality initiative. He and his wife have three children and three grandchildren and they love teaching the kids about livestock and a love of farming. John also collects old milk bottles, ag-related books, and antique ag tools. He and his wife are also active with their church in Shelby Bowl. And we close today by honoring Dr. David Lockwood for 45 years of service. Congratulations, David. David is a professor in plant sciences, UT Extension fruit and nut crop specialist, and pretty much considered the top fruit crop expert in this state. Past accomplishments include his work with the Tennessee Orchard Equipment Show and Tour. And at its peak, this event hosted more than 400 fruit growers from 12 states. Dave is also proud of his joint appointment with his alma mater, the University of Georgia, as well as an active leadership role with the Southeastern Region Small Fruits Consortium. 
He and Dr. Charles Mullins at the Plateau Research Center developed two apple varieties, Early Thompson and Hardy Cumberland. Dave has also done international work and led student groups to places like France, Thailand, Guatemala, and Croatia. And he's made 13 trips to Italy where he teaches grape and wine production in the Mediterranean. Dave also does wine closer to home. He's praised by the owners of Highland Manor Winery in Ventress County for his help. Highland Manor will soon unveil a logo everywhere you look UT. And they're doing this partly because of their relationship with Dr. Lockwood. Dave has received a long list of awards in his remarkable career, including from TAAANS, Phi Theta Kappa, the Cavender Award, and National Association of County Agents. And speaking of Georgia, Dave says he interviewed here at UT the weekend the Bulldogs knocked off UT in football, but he got the job anyway. Dave and his wife, Bonnie, are incredibly proud of their daughters, both graduates from here, and both played in the Pride of the Southland Band. And they have two grandsons. Dave enjoys gardening, reading, and learning, including more recent research on hops and truffles. And we'll end today with a quote from David. The longer I work, the more I realize how much I don't know. It's really satisfying and exciting to see how parts of the puzzle of crop production and life fit together. And Dr. Cross, as we toss it back to you, um, I wanna say, I, I look back about a decade or so uh, at these past speeches, and that is the highest number of people 40 years or more that I've ever seen. Typically we have two or three, this year we had seven. I think that says a lot about our, our organization. Absolutely, thank you so much, Charles. This is a smoothly oiled machine, but uh, sometimes uh, my own machinery <laughs> locks up, apologies. Well, uh, you know, as I said, uh, this this really is a time when we get to reflect and 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 say thanks to the folks that do so much. And gosh, we heard a wide spectrum of uh, of uh, career wide career long accomplishments uh, from across the institute. Uh, I, I never would have thought I would be part of a ceremony where we discussed uh, root canals for polar bears. You know, so I think that just goes to to illustrate uh, the diversity and the, uh, the expertise, the, the knowledge uh, that the Institute has and all the people uh, in the Institute uh, are, are uh, so fortunate to bring to work uh, for us every day. So uh, the other thing I always like to try to remember to do is, uh, you know, we're saying thanks today to the employees and, and their many years of service, but I, I know how, how much and how important it is that behind each of us, there's a family, a spouse, uh, children, uh, grandchildren, parents even, that have been a big part of, of each of what uh, uh, we have uh, been able to accomplish. And I, I just also wanna uh, say, even though they're not with us, uh, how much I appreciate the families that support uh, our employees as well. So with that, uh, let me also then uh, work towards concluding this program by thanking the people that put it together. It's, it's a whole lot more work than what you would think uh, to assemble uh, these, uh, these scripts and, and the pictures and the software and technology pieces of all this. Uh, I wanna say thanks for once again, doing a great job with the award citations, Charles. Uh, we really do appreciate your good work uh, and the way you uh, carry this out so professionally uh, each and every time. 
And I also want to thank Sam Morris for putting together our slides. Sam, they look great. We appreciate you. Tammy J, Trish Wagner, I know uh, both of you had a hand in, in pulling together all of these materials. And then once again, uh, the technology worked uh, just uh, without a hitch, thanks to Mark Young for all his uh, technology assistance and support. So I, I, again, thank everyone for joining us today. Thank our service award winners uh, for all of your service. I hope each of you uh, take care, stay healthy. Uh, as usual, I wanna thank you uh, for what you do each and every day for the Institute of Agriculture. And with that, I'm gonna declare us adjourned. Uh, take care and have a great weekend.